Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Listeners should refer to the disclaimer in the episode notes and at the end of this podcast. 80% of all media advertising that you see online in a digital world is delivered by programmatic means. What programmatic actually means is a computer. When you go to Google and you do a search for a bicycle, a minute later you then go to the Sydney Morning Herald and you see bicycle ads. Then you go to Gumtree and you see bicycle ads. And you go to TripAdvisor and you see bicycle ads. That is all programmatically delivered by a computer. G'day and welcome back to Equity ASA, brought to you by the Australian Shareholders Association. I'm Phil Muscatello. Joining us for this episode is Martin Phils, CEO and Managing Director of Pure Profile, ASX code PPL. Hello, Martin. Good morning, Phil. Thanks very much for coming around. So Pure Profile Limited provides profile marketing and insights technology services for marketers, researchers and publishers in Australia and internationally. So Tell us a little, little bit more about the company in terms that listeners can understand. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks, Phil. We're a data and insights company. What that actually means is that everything you buy, adverts you watch on television, things you read about, theoretically, they've been researched. So somebody somewhere has looked at some data to go, ah, our audience is actually interested in this product or this price point or this message. And Pure Profile provides the insights so that companies can gain consumer knowledge. That's what we do. And we happen to do it. We have offices in seven countries, 120 staff and about 700 clients. So we do quite a lot of delivering insights to products for consumers. So we can break down the business into three areas, data and insights, media and SaaS, software as a service technology. Can we break down each of those segments, please? Yeah, absolutely, Phil. So I think firstly, and most importantly, as I said, everybody wants to understand their consumers. So understanding your consumers is number one. However, 90% of every bit of research that we do, every bit of insight that we deliver is so somebody can sell some more. We did some government research a couple of weeks ago about the vaccine, about how people will take the vaccine, whether they will, what age groups, locations, etc. That wasn't done by the government so that the government could 
put it on a shelf and not worry about it again. It's so that they can convince us all in the next few months to have a vaccine. So they're trying to sell us the vaccine. So the messaging that we see on television, in print, on radio, etc., will be based on that research. And whether we are researching a mobile phone, which could be a new feature or a new product or a new price point they want to reach, again, the research they conduct is to do that, to sell some more. And therefore, it makes complete sense we have a media arm. So about 60% of all our revenue comes from data and insights. We deliver those insights. However, a lot of those insights then generate sales. So actually, we're able to go back to clients and say, hey, you spoke to 3,000 people, wanted to understand uh, what car they drove, and you were BMW because you want to convince them to buy BMW. By the way, in Australia, we can reach a million people who are interested in buying a BMW, so let us execute that plan for you. So that makes complete sense. So we call that insights to activation. The third element, uh, which you touched on, is then software as a service. The ultimate goal is that through technology, everything that we deliver actually becomes more efficient. Today, you most probably don't go to a bank because you do online banking. Today, you most probably don't stand on the street and hail a cab because you use Uber and you use an app. Well, the insights world is no different. So actually, technology enables us to deliver insights to companies without them picking up the phone. They can go to our own systems remotely whenever they want to, to access the data and insights that they want to deliver. So our goal is the more we can deliver through software as a service, the more efficient we become. Clearly, the more profitable we've become. And to our clients, they can generate data at their convenience when they want to and how they want to so that they can answer the questions for the consumers as they need to. So the three-pronged strategy of more data in more countries means we can do more research. Software as a service means that we can be more efficient. And then that third pillar of having data and insights teams and media teams means we can be consultative when that is necessary. I think it'd be interesting for listeners to get an insight into media side of things, because I think people see ads on TV, for example, and they don't realise that there's a media strategy behind it. Can you just describe for us uh, for a moment how media actually works and how the data is used to buy the media space? Yeah, certainly, Phil. Basically, 80% of all media advertising that you see online in a digital world. So we're not talking about TV, print, radio here, but when you go to websites or when you use apps and you see a banner pop up or you see a a video advert, whatever that may be, about 80% of that is delivered by what they call programmatic means. So what programmatic actually means is a computer. So basically, when you go to Google and you do a search, let's say, for a bicycle. A minute later, you then go to the Sydney Morning Herald, and you see bicycle ads. And then you go to Gumtree, and you see bicycle ads. And you go to TripAdvisor, and you see bicycle ads. That is all programmatically delivered by a computer. So what's happened is that first instance you've done of looking for a bicycle has been held in what's called a cookie. So that's like an identifier against you. And wherever you then visit 
in that journey, or it could be multiple journeys, could be over the course of a week or a month, actually that information that's held in the cookie is used by the sites you visit to deliver you relevant content and relevant adverts. And clearly, the more sites you visit, the more cookies you have. Some of those are shared with other sites, some of those are private, but companies can build up a lot of uh, data, knowledge, interests that you hold based on these cookies. And so you could be an automotive lover. And what that actually means is you have searched for some cars. Maybe you've gone to a specific website that is an automotive website. Maybe you've bought tickets that you are going to a rally somewhere to look at old cars or or maybe drive something yourself. And so all of your cookies are filled with automotive type information. And therefore, as you tour around publishers, e-commerce sites, etc., you will receive automotive relevant content. And for you, you will go, wow, what an experience I'm having. I'm seeing ads that I'm interested in that might be parts I want to buy or shows I want to go to, etc. I'm seeing content that might be relevant for me, stories, news, etc., that is about the automotive world. And I'm having a thoroughly great experience in this online world that is actually personalized to me. And that is the majority of tracking today in the online space. Yeah, I know. I feel very comforted that um, my wife can look at my computer and see just lots of ads for guitars and microphones and (laughs) interfaces and technical gear, you know, speakers and so forth. So Martin, you started with the company last August at a time when the company was repositioning itself. What strategic goals did you put in place and how are you and the team addressing your goals? Good question, Phil. I was really attracted to Pure Profile because there was a fantastic business sitting here that had lacked direction. We were saddled with some debt from poor acquisition of about three years ago, which was then sold down by the company in 2019. But that left us with about $24 million worth of debt at an eye-wateringly 20% interest rate. And so the company was held back by this debt overhang. And so what attracted me was there were, as I said, at the time, 600 clients. At the time, we were only in five countries. But there was a core business, this data and insights business had been growing double digits every year, whilst around it, a little bit of chaos had gone on. And so the first goal was to work with the board and also our corporate advisors to remove that debt which we did. We did a recapitalization. And so the recapitalization was concluded in around December. Phenomenal uptake, much greater than we could have ever expected it to have been. And once we'd done that recapitalization or prior to that, it was then about identifying how we could run a great business. I'd spent about six years prior at WPP, which is a big advertising company. And You learn amazingly good values and amazingly great business principles when you work for large companies. There are some negatives, but the training is second to none. And one of the things at WPP is that there's no glory without a bottom line. And coming to Pure Profile, that training was actually uh, really put into good stead. So it was, number one, strip away all the non-essential elements of the business. So what didn't we need to do? What wasn't making any money? 
enabled to show the core of the business, that data and insights and media business that actually was growing double digits every year. Identify the gaps that we had in the business. So that can be technology gaps and also people gaps and produce a roadmap for the technology and for the people, perhaps replace some and bring in other people that were great at doing their their jobs and industry leaders. We had to reassure our shareholders. Our shareholders had had a dilution at time of eight to one. And so we had to reassure our shareholders that actually this was a a great venture. And somebody called us a few months ago. We're like, uh, we're 21 years old this year. We're a 20-year-old startup. And that's us. As a business, we are a 20-year-old company with all the infrastructure, the people, the brand, the clients, the partners, However, with the startup mentality, that nimble, go-getting, growing mentality, which is fantastic. So shareholders, number one, talk to shareholders about this is a great business moving forward. Our partners and clients were so reassured by what we had done. We run multi-year projects with many clients who were like, fantastic, we can now invest in you, we can spend more with you. And that continued to grow and, and all of our existing clients grew even more. Our team a fantastic response from our team. Suddenly we can invest in the team. Our employee satisfaction, we do a survey twice a year, as you would do as a research company. Um, <laughs> we we did do a survey, one in December and one six months later. And the December one, our employee engagement went up 11 points to 83. And a world-class company is at 79. So that is a, a fantastic response that a team suddenly had. We're being invested in, rewarded, and we're focusing on the core business. We were able to bring in amazingly strong new talent, which was great and again wants to come on the journey and that lifts the whole company clients and the market goes wow you've attracted so and so how did you do that and as a team member i can see the company is again investing in first class talent to bring the company forward so we need to do that Good question, Phil, but a long answer. (laughs) That's okay, keep going. Did you want a glass of water in in the middle? Thank you. Um, And then the other point is to ensure that we had the right vision and the right strategy moving forward. Something that stuck with me for years, years and years, I read. Anton de Exbury wrote The Little Princes, and he was also a bit of a philosophy and thought leader at his, of his time. And I read something years ago that has stuck with me, which is that he wrote to build ships, you don't give work orders and tools to men but teach them to yearn for the sea and that's what we're trying to do at pure profile is to have a greater purpose to have something bigger that we are going to deliver than just a great quarter this quarter that will happen because we have an amazing vision that everybody's behind and moving towards and so number one was creating a vision that everybody could understand and could feel that they're a part of and then number two a clear and simple strategy around that so as we mentioned number one more data in the world number two software as service and number three enabling our data and insights and media teams to offer consultancy through those two offerings. And fortunately, everything that we have touched has turned to gold. The recapitalization worked as amazingly as we could. Quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, we've had amazing results. And the team is on a fantastic journey. We're having fun and we're all enjoying it. And as I said to all of the 
company and all my executive team is we've all worked for companies before when and I'm sure you and your listeners have worked for companies or I'm sorry if you are working for companies where politics plays a a role where actually I want to do A but I'm being told I've got to do B where I might have a boss I don't particularly like or a manager I don't particularly like there's a saying I join a, a company because of the company and I leave because of a manager and Pure Profile, we are an incredible position that firstly, we don't have any private equity, we don't have venture capital, we don't have the existing founders involved in the company. Equally, our board is 100% behind doing what we're doing. And therefore, we have an opportunity to build a company as we want to build a company that is a place to work for people who want to work for Pure Profile, a company where they're rewarded for having a voice, where their opinion matters, where they can, again, work on exciting, interesting projects that make a difference in the market and to clients. And there is something about that freedom of being able to build a company where everybody wants to work. And that's today what we're able to do at Pure Profile. And There are some interesting things going on in the world that Pure Profile can take advantage of. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Tell us about the changes that are currently taking place in data tracking for marketers. I mean, this could turn into a great tailwind for you. Yeah, it is, Phil. It's an amazing tailwind. We've sort of got a few big tailwinds at the moment in the, the business and in the industry. The first one is COVID. Just to touch on that. The reason people do research on consumers is because our beliefs and habits change over time. You know, you're a university student, your first job, and then you have a family and your mortgage and your life changes and lifestyle mean that your intent to buy luxury products, family-sized cars instead of a small sports car, whatever it might be, changes. And so a brand needs to continually do research. Research is normally over a rhythm of an individual's lifespan or it's over the rhythm of a product lifespan. When COVID happened, the whole world changed overnight. Therefore, all of the insights that were gathered 
previously had to be redone. So that is the first big tailwind is a huge amount of research has to be done today on how have we changed in this new COVID world versus how we were, you know, 12, 14 months ago. BC. Yes, <laughs> very good. So that's the first big tailwind. And that dovetails into the second big tailwind, which is around privacy. So the first big tailwind, again, I said earlier, uh, 90% of all research is so that I can sell some more of my product. Therefore, all of the research that we're undertaking today is so that I can sell some more. However, we then have an incredible change going on in the market around privacy. The first thing that happened, and I'll take all the listeners back to sort of four or five years ago now, which is when Hillary Clinton was running against Donald Trump for the American elections. And there was a company called Cambridge Analytica, which it turned out had been using Facebook data to target voters' intent. So if they saw behaviours or patterns of individuals, then they would actually give them news stories or banner adverts, etc., that would turn them against Hillary Clinton and actually vote for Donald Trump. Facebook had gone a step further that actually they were releasing personal information. So Cambridge Analytica actually knew people's addresses and phone numbers, etc., where possible. And so I was getting targeted through the post. I was getting targeted in other ways. And the world quite rightly went, whoa, this is completely wrong. Cambridge Analytica got fined large amounts of money. It no longer exists today. I'm not sure if people went to prison over that. But this was the first site of actually that data was being gathered and could be used incorrectly. And so on the back of this, legislation started to catch up with the online world. So firstly, we had something called GDPR, which is a European privacy law, which basically puts the onus on whoever the company is that gathers the information to actually store it securely and not pass it to anybody else. And there are big fines if a company does that. And there was about a two-year run in for GDPR. America then followed with the California privacy laws. And here in Australia, we've just followed literally months ago where the ACCC has brought out its own privacy laws broadly on the back of GDPR it follows the way GDPR does and it's aimed at big tech and there are big fines the first fine was to Google for 10 million dollars where they incorrectly stored data so quite rightly consumers are really concerned that their data is being used We then saw a program the other day called Social Dilemma. If you haven't watched it, please watch The Social Dilemma. It's really fascinating. It's available on Netflix. And The Social Dilemma had a brilliant line on that, which it said, if the service you are using is free, you are the service. And what they're actually saying was every time you go to Facebook or you use Google Search or you use Google Maps, actually they're gathering data on you they're gathering information and they are then selling that data because that enables them to offer you a free service so we've got Cambridge Analytica opened the lid how data can be badly used legislation has moved forward GDPR, ACCC etc 
And now we have big tech responding in their own way. So firstly, in 22, Google will be stopping the ability of sharing that cookie information with third parties. The earlier example I gave of you receive bicycle ads wherever you go or automotive content wherever you go actually is going to stop. That umbilical cord between Google and everybody else is ending. So what that means is suddenly the publishers, the e-commerce sites that were reliant on Google for information to deliver the right content or the right ads, actually it's gone. They now have to generate their own first party information. They've got to ask you to opt into cookies. That's why you see that little pop-up box in, in every website we go to. So they've got to build up that. Perhaps we will start to have registration sites where if you register then I received some free content, but they've actually started to build up information on me. E-commerce sites are the same. If I don't buy anything, they know nothing about me. So that's really important. So as Pure Profile, where we step in is we have the ability and publishers, we work with News Corp as an example, we enable them to build up that first party knowledge, that first party understanding of their users so that their users can receive the right content and the right ads. We've talked about uh, Google and we've talked about Facebook, but um, Apple have got a big role to play in this as well, haven't they? Yeah, that's a really good question, Phil. Apple really have a big part to play. And literally this week, I think it's released 14 of your Apple phone, has the ability for you to turn off tracking from apps. And this is really the big one, isn't it, in this space and the changes that are coming about? Absolutely, Phil. It's a huge one. Mobile advertising is the biggest growing, the fastest growing space today. And the ability for users to turn off tracking of apps, it wasn't known how big this was going to be. The knock-on effect is quite huge that I can't now do analytics of what people are doing across different devices and across different sites. And then we talked about the Google example. It's the same for the Apple phone. So I received the right content and I received the right app. It literally went live this week. And first indications are that 96% of users have rejected the ability for Apple to track them across apps. The knock-on effect of game for the advertising world, for the publishing world, for the e-commerce world is huge. And we can rest assured that there are lots of big companies who are trying to find a solution and will find a solution to this so that we as a user have a great experience still online. In the short term, we might see a little bit of funky content, some ads that we're not interested in and we're not sure why we're receiving those. So our personal experience might drop a little bit until a solution is found. But that's really the big one that is happening today, Phil, and that is benefiting Pure Profile because, again, we've got to colour in all those dark areas for publishers, e-commerce, etc. It's a good way of putting in it, uh, the colouring in the, uh, the research. Yes, yeah, fits well. So we'll just date stamp this now. We're recording on Tuesday, May 11. Can you take us through the latest quarterly results which came out in April? Yes, I certainly can do. So we've seen, as I said, great quarter one, great quarter two, and that's carried on into quarter three. Our revenue is 25% up year on year. Our EBITDA is 150% up 
year over year. We're still on guidance for approximately $3 million of EBITDA, which will be approximately double that we did in financial year 20. And actually, for the first time ever, the company has generated free cash flow of $800,000. So that comes back to that six years of training at WPP. As a year to date, in actual fact, we're 14% up on revenue. And at the end of six months, we were 10% up. So we can see that that's accelerating the growth, 20-year-old startup. So that's exciting. Our EBITDA is about 148% up year over year for a year to date. So that's at 2.1 million. And our cash flow is 145% up, which is at 0.6 million. So it is a growing company. It is a profitable free cash flow now company for the first time. We've opened two new offices. We've added 100 clients and we launched a really, really exciting new product called Audience Intelligence about two weeks ago which is already gaining traction and an exciting partnership with Flybys that we announced about a month ago went live two weeks ago and that has already generated phenomenal results for us as a company way beyond anything that us and Flybys expected so that in turn is is really exciting it's a great place to be and a great time to be pure profile today Martin Phils thank you very much for joining me today thank you very much Phil The company and or guest has contributed to the costs associated with producing this episode of Equity ASA. Important, please remember these podcasts are produced to provide information and education and they're not designed to provide financial advice, nor are they a recommendation to buy shares in the companies featured or discussed. The Australian Shareholders Association does not endorse or favour any specific commercial product or company. Please obtain independent professional advice before investing. We value your feedback and questions. Please contact us at share at asa.asn.com. If you have any suggestions for guests or specific questions you'd like answered. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.